Tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. Are you ready? LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Max show. How you doing, Marky Mark? So far, so far. Hey, there was a story we didn't get to yesterday yeah. because of, you know, it's St. Patrick's Day. And because we spent the entire day trying to give away patio furniture <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Remember doing all that stuff around St. Patty's Day back in the day? I do. And poor so Patty. Funny, I, we were actually, we were doing a show one day on around St. Patrick's Day, and I was thinking there was a guy that I worked with. His name was Rich McTie, but on the air, he had cha- he had been working at a country station, and we he flipped the format to Top 40, hired me and a couple other guys, and he went on the air and changed his name to Rick O'Shea. Yeah, yeah. I thought, that's a cool radio name, you know? I like it, yeah. But it never occurred to me. That it was ricochet, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> which great didn't for, until great years for, later. Yeah, country radio, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, but we had gone to top forty radio, so it yeah. wasn't perfect anymore. <laughs> but anyway, it was just one of those little weird things. And so, getting tied up in all that stuff yesterday, we never got to this story where authorities are warning about a large cat on the loose in South Carolina. Mm, if you're in South Carolina, listen up. Authorities there are urging residents to be on the lookout for an unidentified large cat that's been spotted on the loose. The Calhoun County Sheriff's Office said in a Facebook post that residents should use extreme caution after a, the large cat was spotted in the Sandy Run area of Swansea. Chief Deputy Matt Trentham said multiple people have called the Sheriff's Office to report a large cat on the loose, but no such animals have been reported missing in the area. He said some callers identified the the loose cat as a tiger, but the identity of the feline has not been confirmed. The Lexington County Sheriff's Department and the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources are participating in the search for the animal. Trentum said officials have not yet managed to, to glimpse the animal, but they have located a paw print that authorities believe could belong to a large feline. The problem with all that, Mark, yes. is, I mean, and you and I know that it's Bigfoot, okay? This is Bigfoot trying to trick everybody by crawl, by going on all fours, you know? It's, <laughs> instead it. of, because he knows. The Bigfoots that stand upright, that scares people. <laughs> Usually, if when you see people, you get on all fours, you, you know, oh, it's a big cat or a big oh, dog right. or, you know, a bear. No, no, it's Bigfoot. So, That's what this is. So, instead of Sasquatch, it's, it's Swash Cat. Is that what it is? There you go. Uh-huh. liferadio.fm mark and max show and oh mark we cannot go any further you put time energy and effort <laughs> into creating a jingle for us to use when we do a guinness book of world record story now <laughs> since it has become lock stock and barrel trade of our show to do the show by pulling out the guinness book of world records and just start reading <laughs> would you please give me the jingle intro can you do that i'll be glad to <laughs> And I'm sorry, because I just reached over and pressed the button and absolutely nothing. All that build up, I pushed the button and nothing happened. <laughs> wow. It's just like, okay, well, in, in five seconds, we're going to destroy that huge skyscraper. Explosions everywhere. And it's a giant build up. Three, two, one, nothing. <laughs> yep. If it's going to be like the early days of the space program, the entire thing is going to blow up in about six seconds. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. What is that? So, it's a, it's a oh. major award. Shucks, I wouldn't have known that. It looks like a lamb. <laughs> a young Rubik's Cube enthusiast in India broke a Guinness World Record by solving a puzzle in uh, 14 
0.32 seconds while riding on his bicycle. This young man, whose name I couldn't even dream of pronouncing, he's 12, uh, told Guinness World Records he spent it's, two... Wait a minute. It's in India, so call yes. him Raj. Raj. This young man, 12-year-old Raj, told Guinness World Records he spent two years perfecting his speed cubing technique before he attempted the world record. And he solved the Rubik's Cube in 14.32 seconds on the bicycle, earning the record for the fastest time to solve a rotating puzzle cube on a bike. Uh, his Rubik's Cube skills previously earned him a place in the Asia Book of Records when he solved 60 cubes in 30 minutes using only one hand. Wow. This kid's Mark. got a bright future as... Mm. I, I, I got nothing. I just... Yeah, I... <laughs> Well, you know, the interesting part of what we have had lately with these Rubik's Cube world records yeah. is I've got a, uh, a cube that actually only has four things on each side. Okay, it's kind of like a modified cube mm -hmm. and, you know, which is much, much easier to solve and all that. And uh, I still had to peel the colors off and re-glue them to get it solved. So, you know, there you go. How long did that take you? Can we call Guinness? Uh, for the slowest time letting the... Yeah, <laughs> we could try that. LifeRadio.fm. Great to have you with us today. We do appreciate it. And a uh, couple things. One, we do have a daily podcast of the show. And uh, also, we have the daily Bible reading on uh, LifeRadio.fm. You can keep up. You can read along every day. It's reading the Bible in a year. Um, it's not... And we told you this before, but it's not starting at Genesis, you know, chapter one, verse one and reading straight through. It's not like that. Otherwise, we just say, well, pull out your Bible. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a little bit different. It's organized in such a way that stories from different parts of the Bible that actually fit together are put together as you read. And it really has made it easier for me. Um, you know, Mark, you and I've talked about reading the Bible from cover to cover, and it's right, not yeah. the easiest thing. And um, you know, I want to do it, but it's like I've never accomplished it because it requires a dedication and a not, you know, it just requires a guy to, to be smart. And so, you know, I, that ain't me, babe. So doing it this way, though, it's like, oh, OK, I can do this. So I think the word you were looking for was focus. That's what it might be. OK, there you go. So both of us. Anyway, Eiffel Tower is growing taller, Mark, and that's got me weirded out because I'm trying to figure out, is this related to Sasquatch? Is this another Bigfoot story? <laughs> well, um, no. The Eiffel okay. Tower grew by six meters. That's about 20 feet. Uh, almost 20 feet. Tuesday. Wow. Engineers hoisted up a new communications antenna at the very top of uh, this huge, this amazing, iconic landmark in okay. France. Okay, do you count an antenna at the top of the building as the building? Uh, well, you have to for flight rules and such, you know, because mm. you have to know how tall yeah. the structure is, so yeah, you do. Mm. Tourists watched from the uh, Trocadero Esplanade as the new digital radio antenna was helicoptered up. With the new antenna, the Eiffel Tower grew from uh, 1,062 feet to 1,082 feet. The uh, Eiffel Tower Company's president, did you know there was an Eiffel Tower Company? Did you know that? I did not know. I did not know. <laughs> this that. may be bigger news than the antenna. The Eiffel Tower Yikes. Company's president, Jean Francois Martins, told the Associated Press that scientific progress is an integral part of the Iron Lady's 133 year history. Wow. 
Yeah. Okay. So I'm interested in it now with the antenna thing. You, yeah. you know, filling me in on that. I'm, I appreciate the clarity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I could not have gone the day without knowing that. So uh, I'm fascinated and <laughs> excited about all this. Are you now? Mm, Should yeah. we go back to the cat squatch story? <laughs> <laughs> liferadio.fm it is the mark and mac show and hey springtime is upon us it does feel like that uh it looks like mark that daylight savings time will be our permanent time it does yeah. uh, and granted this is something that could be fixed right now okay you get it all passed and okay we're done with flipping clocks anymore yeah but no because it's government they they are not putting it off to november of this year when we would normally change our clocks you know fall back mm. uh no 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 it's not going to go into effect until November of 2023. Why? Now, they, they did this before. Yeah. Uh, it was back in the 70s, right? Right. They did this once before. And mm-hmm. I, I read about this yesterday, and I thought, I was around in the 70s, and I don't remember right. this, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> but they did it back oh. in the early 70s. And where they said it was going to be dark at 9 a.m. in some places. Yeah. And people, yeah, yeah. So that's right. People pitched a fit and said, no, we can't have in the wintertime. They said, we'll look to the right. wintertime and our children are going to be standing out in the dark waiting for the buses. Right. Um, and, and actually, uh, that it, the, it went through a winter, I think. And there was a little girl that got hit by a car and she mm-hmm. became the, the poster child for we got to stop this because the kids right. are in danger. And so they changed it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I predict because our society is so litigious now and everybody is angry about everything that they don't agree with, that uh, this will last for, I don't know, <laughs> for not long, you know? Wow. <laughs> and I think that year gives people enough time to raise a big fit, uh, you know, pitch a fit mm-hmm. about it in the next year and to stop it. Wow. Let me ask you, because I wondered, I'm not trying to be funny, okay, but it messes with my body clock. Yeah. And... Because of you and I having a job that requires us, you know, to get to up at an unnatural at a, time. Yes. Yeah, it's already bad. And, <laughs> yes. and flipping it around doesn't help, you know, no. and it's like it usually takes me two or three weeks, you know, to re- mm-hmm. to acclimate. And it did make me wonder, you know, how does it affect others? You know, that I, I mean, I'm, I'm really wondering because I've noticed a change in children at ball practice, you know, that are in Braylon's uh, group. Yeah. And. They're not the same because now they're out there at 5 p.m. And they're just not quite. It's like their bodies are a little messed up right now. Mm, And I'm thinking we can stop this madness by just saying, okay, well, we're done with changing again. So my suggestion is you want to talk about power of the people. We get it online. Okay. Using social media and whatever. We collectively agree that we are not falling back in the fall. We're not doing it. Mm -hmm. We're going to stay on this time schedule. That's it. End of story. Right. And if they really mess with us, then we're going to call the people of Arizona and we're going to have them get involved because they've got 2,700 different times in Arizona. So there you go. That's that's what we'll do, Mark. And I like We the will way, lead the charge. I like the way you think. You may be out in the field standing by yourself, but I like the way you think. liferadio.fm it is the mark and mac show and uh boy <laughs> thankfully it's friday because we need a little yeah. bit of a break man yes, we do you know? hypothetical dave yeah. is coming out and i like it yeah <laughs> that he is so mark 
as long as we're in this little path here, yes. um, we've, we've, I know we've got another Guinness Book of World Records story to do, but well, that's much we haven't had a true stupid criminal, it seems like, in days. Oh, at least since... I know it's not the uh, case. At least since yesterday. There you go. Go! <laughs> a trespasser in Newburgh, New York, was arrested last Saturday evening after he robbed a man of his cell phone, pushed him, and got into his victim's car. Wow. The suspect ran into a problem with his attempted getaway, though. He, he couldn't figure out how to get the car into gear. Oh, no. Couldn't drive stick. Instead, he fled oh. on foot. <laughs> the victim assisted city police locating the man, later identified as Isaiah Jackson of Newburgh. He was nearby. He was charged with two felony counts of robbery. Dude's going to have to come up with a better story than that to tell around the jail cafeteria line, you know? <laughs> How'd you get caught? <laughs> Couldn't drive stick. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> liferadio.fm it is the mark and mac show and uh mark you know i had this uh talk with tyler the other day he and his wife ashley who are just a phenomenal couple you know how you have that in your life i mean yeah yeah, my kids have all thankfully they my my kids uh i'm just impressed by them but Mm -hmm. you know i think all parents are yeah at any rate um, they were talking about going on a uh, a honeymoon because you know they got married right oh. as the COVID shutdown happened, <laughs> yeah. and you know we had plans you know for wedding reception all that stuff, and uh, it was one of those things where co- when COVID actually shut everything down, they were like, you know what, we we're not waiting, and so they had there was like a six p.m. deadline kind of thing because uh, they live you know they're they live in the Atlanta area and. They had till six o'clock to get it done at this park that they wanted to get married. I mean, they had a whole plan, and so they did. And uh, I didn't even know. It was two days later when he said, "Oh, by the way, me and Ashley got married the other day." What? You know. <laughs> anyway, so they're talking about they're going to do a, a little honeymoon, you know, and they're using Airbnb. And he was telling me all the cool things that they got and where they're going, uh. and yeah, I'm just excited for him. But then Airbnb is one of those things where it. It's an interesting concept, and I know a lot of people do it. It's not something I would be hip to doing. It's just me. I know that. Uh, and I probably will do it at some point, you mm-hmm. know. But I, there are certain things about it that I'm just a little huh. bit leery of. And when I saw this headline of the story, yeah. Confused Traveler <laughs> Mistakes Stranger's Home for His Airbnb, yep. I was reminded of two things. Tyler talking about the Airbnb they're going to be staying in and the movie with John Candy called Summer Rental. Oh, yeah. All right. There (laughs) you go. Well, a man visiting Florida spent the night in what he thought was an Airbnb, only to discover the next morning he'd actually slept in the wrong house. (laughs) (laughs) Paul Drexler, who traveled to Miami to officiate a friend's wedding, said he arrived at what he thought was an Airbnb at 2 a.m. Drexler said everything appeared to be in order at the home, which had been left unlocked. He said in the bedroom, the bed was made and ready to go, and there were two clean folded towels waiting for me. He said he was confused when there was a knock at the door the following morning. He says, the next morning, I get woken up by a knock on the door. I was surprised the guy even knocked on his own door. He goes, hey, can I help you? This is my house. And I'm like, "Um, no, this is an Airbnb that I rented. And he says, no, this is my house. It turns out 
that his actual Airbnb was next door. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Now, that dude was a lot more calm than I would have been. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Mark. <laughs> yeah. There could have been home. guns involved. Yeah. <laughs> holy free holies. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad it turned out that way. I am. Yep. I wonder how often this happens, though, where somebody goes, because, you know, it's not like you're going to a place like, you know, a, a hotel mm-hmm. with a big sign and a check-in desk. Yeah. Well, one thing, one one little bitty tiny thing could have stopped this from happening. If the guy had locked the door, <laughs> that's all it would have taken to change the thing. If he just locked the door, the guy would have gone, wait a minute, where's the key? And then he would have had to call somebody and realized, yeah, you're at the wrong house, bucko. Wow. liferadio.fm it is the mark and mac show and uh, we appreciate you joining us we do ask uh that you share this with somebody we're not asking you to invite them to lunch and start drawing circles you <laughs> no, know and no. you know multi-level marketing but no, uh-uh. <laughs> you know what there mark i gotta thinking though if if we actually took our mugs okay in church and we actually created a little industry action here we could multi-level market this thing yeah, yeah we and could. it does work people do make money and you can too look you're not this is making money at home in your spare time you're gonna have lunch anyway <laughs> yeah. and you know because you don't want to discuss business at work or at church mm. you want to do it you know so invite that friend out and just and, and you pay for lunch and <laughs> share the gospel and while you're doing that share mark and mac memorabilia here's here's <laughs> yeah. a mark and mac mug now this mug costs wow. 14 99 but if you can get two friends to join up we're going to give you that for free <laughs> yeah like you that. know i might be on board if i hadn't actually been listening to these scientology podcasts and oh yeah wow started recognizing the similarities between yeah. a lot of multi-level marketing and cults so <laughs> I, I think you can count me out liferadio.fm it is the mark and mac show and oh my goodness mark i i the headline here screams man tries to vacuum gas but before that <laughs> do you remember and i'm trying to remember what brought it on i think it is a couple years ago where people were were oh i remember it was when the uh yeah, that pipeline got hacked in outside of birmingham and everybody was trying to get gas in whatever they could <laughs> and yeah, you know yeah. you have yes. look you have a gas can and then we all have the milk jug gas can right and but there were people using things uh-huh. that went beyond walmart sacks things like that's that. the walmart sack is yes. what i was picturing that yes. woman and what i remember <laughs> is that she tied it and lifted it up and put it in the back of her minivan <gasps> Ah, so anyway, I'm going to have to spend some time on those videos, man, because that Uh, just was nuts. So why, why is this guy trying to vacuum gas? A guy in Germany accidentally put the wrong type of fuel into his car. So he calls a mechanic and the mechanic says, yeah, we can take care of that. It'll cost you about 350 bucks. Well, the price was just too rich for this guy. No, no, no. He's a guy though. He's a guy. So he decided to take care of the problem himself. First, he tried to siphon the fuel out with a garden hose, and eh, that wasn't working for him. And then uh, he decided he would use a vacuum cleaner to suck it out. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That, that blew the car up. So, <gasps> so he, wow. he went from, went from three fifty to thousands and thousands wow. of dollars because he tried to use the vacuum cleaner to suck the fuel Dude. out of the tank. 
I'm trying to think at what point would my wife be saying, Dave, really? I mean, really? You you think that's going to work, huh? Okay. You know, that's, come on. Yep. I've done the siphon, uh, you know, when we were on our motorhome trip back in the day and we're on our way back and I had two big gas tanks and one had, uh, anyway, I had to, one of my gas tanks had gotten clogged and I was trying to switch it over to the other one and I had to siphon gas because the one tank oh, that yeah. actually was too low. And so on the side of the road, I'll never forget it. It was, we were on our way back. So we had just gotten onto I-20. Uh, we'd gotten off 95 South at Florence and we were on I-20 on that home stretch, right? And off the side of the road, I got the hose. I'm siphoning. To this day, when I pour gas in the lawnmower, Mark, I gag a little bit. But at no point did I think, hey, give me that vacuum cleaner. The Mark and Mac Show. LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac Show. And uh, heading into the weekend, it's a glorious Friday. You know, Mark, we don't have the toughest job in the world, but it is a job. It is, yeah. And at the end of the day, we're hungry just like we were when we were kids. Yeah. But when we were kids and mom would have to, you know, call for dinner, mm -hmm. there was usually, for my world, it wasn't waiting for the lights to come on on the street, you know? Yeah. It was the whistle. It was the whistle that got us. And if we didn't hear the whistle, if we were too far away to hear that, yeah, we were in deep. Ooh. I mean, yeah, it was bad. It was not from my mom, my stepfather. It was like, he just apparently didn't like to whistle more than twice. So we would come running. Well, there's a UK mom making headlines because yeah. she never has to shout for her kids for dinner. Yeah. Erin, she's a mom of four, regularly shares renovation and makeover content with her 254,000 followers on, Whoa. on guess where? TikTok, but a recent video of what she calls her ultimate mom hack has gone viral. It's gotten 5.7 million views. Wow. In this clip, she explains she explains she uses doorbells to notify her kids that dinner is ready instead of yelling through the house. She explained that she has one doorbell button for each child. She keeps them inside a cupboard in the kitchen. The chime is set up in their bedroom, so instead of having to shout their name, she just presses a button, and the doorbell rings in their room. She said she grabbed hers for 15 bucks from Amazon, and she's thrilled with the results. Quote, there's never been a better mom hack. These little $15 doorbells have made our house so much more pleasant. Since being posted, the video has been liked almost 700,000 times and has received more than 5,500 comments from impressed viewers. Wow. Okay, this, Mark. Yes. Times sure have changed. I can't imagine you and I thinking that's impressive. No. Actually, what I'm okay. thinking is, didn't they do this back in the day when they would call the servants up to from the kitchen? <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. We do encourage you to share this with others, and we're not asking you to do a whole lot. But, you know, if we had everybody at the same time go online right now and on your social media, whichever one it is, listening to liferadio.fm, you know, download the app, Mark and Mac are back, the whole thing, just something brief like that. Yeah. Boom. It would just be fun to see how many people would do that, you know? We don't ever ask you to do that, by the way. We mm -hmm. don't. We do it every minute of the day, but we don't ever ask you to actually. We say, hey, if you have a chance, do this. Yeah. <laughs> I just, remember the old, um, you go to that advertiser uh, client meeting and the uh, client, uh, you know, the shoe store says, 
Well, we're going to give uh, everybody who mentions your name, the station name, and the address for the station um, 5% off, okay? <laughs> yeah. of, of in, if they spend more than $100 here, 5% Ooh, off. That's five what, whole bucks. Now, we need them to mention that they absolutely heard us talking about floor shine and mm. on, you know, mm-hmm. the show, on Mark and Mac at 7.16 a.m., but mm. if they do, 5% off. <laughs> we've been in those meetings friend i'm yes, not kidding when have, i tell yeah. you that we have been in that meeting and i think at one of them i actually pulled out a five dollar bill and said here oh, <laughs> I mean, you need this worse than i do okay <laughs> anyway oh man well no you've been there mark you and i, I know. both been in those yes. meetings and it's like oh come on mm-hmm have yeah. you ever been motivated to go someplace no. for a five or even a ten percent discount not really no not really I, and, you know, I get hosed. I actually will do the math when I'm going through a store that says our cost plus 10%. Mm-hmm. And I'm over in the Mayo and I'm going, really? You're paying $5 <laughs> for this? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm i not getting it. I want to, I need to see, because obviously your buyer's not doing a very good job because I can buy this at the Walmart for three bucks. And if they really, if you really, really are in a place where that Mayo uh, is actually 10% above their cost. It probably expires in an hour. So you don't want to buy it. <laughs> oh, dude made that mistake. There was a whole oh. buggy. Yeah. I'm at this store and they always put their daily sale thing in a buggy right there as you walk in. Yeah. Hey, spend 20 bucks and you get this for free or whatever. And they had these things knocked out. They were 25 cents a box. And I'm like, Hey, I think, I think Hannah and Braylon like this. So I wasn't sure. So I bought two because I mm-hmm. thought, well, that way I can go back if they like them. And Hannah was like, yeah, it was really good. But I said, well, what, what's wrong, baby? It's 25 cents. Come on. And she goes, well, did you look at the date? The sell by date. Like, yeah. I was like, okay, no, I didn't. But you know, uh, she goes, well, we have to eat everything by tomorrow. You know, <laughs> like, oh yeah. So old pop thought he was doing a good job. You know, have you ever done the justification? You've looked at something and it says the sell by date was, was, like yesterday or last week and you're thinking well that was the sell-by date i've had it in the refrigerator since then (laughs) yes i have had that discussion with myself mark (laughs) yep but depending on what was in my wallet you know it's like (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah and then there was a day i went in there and went i think i need to start fasting today you know liferadio.fm it is the mark and mag show as we head into the uh, weekend um i i'm gonna throw this out here mark because uh you you sent me this story yesterday and i found it interesting but i i do have a question for you okay have you ever eaten roadkill no okay would you ever eat roadkill no would you eat something in my house if after you got done eating even though you all the while you're going boy this tastes really funky and, I said, and you're being really polite and it's deer okay yeah, well, and i yeah. tell you that oh so you liked it that was dear me mark <laughs> yeah yeah dave i really didn't care much for it you know I mean, yeah but this is not deer meat that i hunted this is deer meat that i picked up really what's what store is selling it oh i didn't go to a store it was free <laughs> same difference no the roadkill grill all right so now a new app helps you find roadkill believe and it or not i'm guessing mark that if Somebody has an app to help them find roadkill. Mm-hmm. They don't actually need it. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you may be right. 
<laughs> but it's amazing. It's amazing what's happening in the palm of your hand today with technology. Geekin. Most of us likely haven't thought of stopping, loading roadkill into the back of the car, heading home, and then cooking it up for the family. But some have, and many of them probably live in a haven for roadkill. That would be Wyoming. Not only did their governor recently sign a bill that allows them to stop their cars, pick up roadkill that they or somebody else hit, unless it's a bear, a mountain goat, bighorn sheep, and certain kinds of birds, and take it home for consumption. That leaves deer, moose, elk, and other critters smushed into the pavement, totally up for grabs. The one caveat, you can't cut off portions of meat. They have to take the whole thing home. The whole thing. Well, surprisingly, Wyoming is one of 30 or so states that lets you snag some tasty road meat, but it's probably the only state that has an app for it. <laughs> it's part of the Wyoming, the Wyoming Department of Transportation app, and it lets users claim the tastiest roadkill they can spot by inputting the species location and saying that it wasn't killed illegally. So this means next time you're in Wyoming, be sure to fire up the app and claim all of that tire mark deer, elk, moose, and squirrel you can eat. Otherwise, somebody else might get it first. Wow. <laughs> Mark, I feel like the judge that said, did you say Utes? Because <laughs> this doesn't make sense to me at all. I'm not eating something with tire marks on it. <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy was right. Rednecks are everywhere. And now they're using technology to get even redder. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And straight up, Mark, I got to be honest with you. When A few minutes ago, we were talking about an app that helped you find roadkill. Uh-huh. I don't want to download that app, okay? No. But I want to know how long can a carcass remain on the road as roadkill, you know, before <laughs> it goes bad. I mean, we have refrigerators and stuff in yeah, our house yeah. and stuff goes bad. So, I mean, we were talking earlier about the sell by date yes. and you got the, it's roadkill. Come on. I mean, does the state of Wyoming have a team that goes out and puts little tags on all the stickers that's it. I mean, pick up by this date? <laughs> I'm thinking if you go back and what was it? Uh, it was it Upton Sinclair that wrote Asphalt Jungle, you know, about the meat industry in the early 1900s and about, you know, people's arms and legs getting cut up and ground up with the meat. Oh, it's like, uh-huh. you know, got to have regulation. This is like going back and saying, we, we don't need no stinking badges. <laughs> you know, if I'm at your house, though, and we're done eating the chili and I've been, I'm being polite, even though I really couldn't eat it, but I'm being polite. Yeah, it was yeah. good day. Good yeah. job. Good. Because I'm appreciative that you invited me. I expect the venison, the deer meat thing. Mm. Yeah. But if you hit me with Dave, what did you think? It, no, <laughs> it's making me throw up in my mouth. Mark. Uh, if you well, hit me with hey, that was roadkill. Interesting. I've never had squirrel chili. Um, uh. <laughs> you know. Are you sure it was squirrel? Well, I don't know. He was pretty flat. It had a big bushy tail sticking up out of there, though. LifeRadio.fm. The Mark and Mac Show heading into the weekend. Pretty excited about that. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you can take us with you wherever you go. Life Radio is a 24-7, 365 operation. 
And when you're out tomorrow morning, um, if you're going to meet Mark Congleton and Mike Eccles where they do the Romeo thing, <laughs> hey, man, put on Life Radio and the music will set you free, baby. <laughs> uh, years ago, my, uh, my little best friend, my four-legged best friend, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tanner, passed away. Oh. And... It was pretty painful, you know, and mm -hmm. I never quite understood, you know, I, I've always been respectful of people and their pets. Um, I never quite understood it, though. I mean, I always had a pet, you know, kind of thing. But right. eh. um, until Tanner came along, I didn't have that connection with a dog or whatever. And I whether you think it's weird or not, I it doesn't matter because I had those. I did. I enjoyed having my dog. And when I when we had to uh, let him go. It was painful. Mm -hmm. And. A couple of weeks after he passed, we got a call from a friend about an animal that was being abused, a dog, and uh, he was a little puppy, and it had been a present for the kids, okay? Mom and dad got a present for the kids because they really wanted one, and, um, you know, after the newness wore off, uh, this poor little thing was just put outside. Aww. And... Okay, he's a corgi, but he's not like a, you know, corgis are a little bit chubby usually, I think. Yeah. But he's got enough corgi in him. He's got the short legs, you know, but he right, looks yeah. like, he looks like Gizmo from Gremlins. Oh, I got and you, yeah. So that's what his name was, Gizmo. Anyway, I ended up, we ended up with this dog, okay? One of our many rescue dogs. And he has kind of been that attachment. Now, he didn't replace Tanner because you really can't replace, you know, a living oh, know, thing. Yeah. But... You know, he is, I enjoy him, you know, and I love on him and he's my little buddy. And, uh, and so it, it's been okay, but I learned about, I didn't know anything about corgis, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't know. I knew about chihuahuas because yeah. LaDonna has, is the chihuahua king. Right. Queen. Yeah. But I didn't know anything about a corgi. I just yeah. knew it was another, you know, little animal, but. And they're corgi people, you know. That's, oh yeah. That's their found dog. found that out. Yeah. I found that out when I, I asked a question one time, mm -hmm. uh, just a simple, hey, does anybody know about corgis? Oh my gosh you know <laughs> it was our friend mark harvard still a corgi got emails guy. i have if I, you know our friend really? mark harvard yeah he's a corgi guy and he Didn't posts he posts pictures of his corgi on on uh, facebook from time to time wow yeah wow. <laughs> and it's just like I, you, you if you're a chihuahua person that's mm -hmm. you if you're a dachshund person right you know if you're a golden lab person mm -hmm. or Labradoodle. Or a, <laughs> Labradoodle, <laughs> yes. <laughs> had a conversation with a girl cutting my hair about her Labradoodle yesterday. She, wow, yeah. is that what happened? I wonder what happened with that haircut, man. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I, oh, not that it's bad, Mark. I, <clears throat> I asked for the groove for the headphones in the top. Did you? I, that was okay. I did, yeah. But okay. she was telling me, she's they've had a Labradoodle for a while, and right. so they got another one. They got a pop at Christmas to add oh. to the fleet, I guess. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> so uh. she, they've had this Labradoodle for about three months, this pup. And it's just, she said, I don't have three months really. I've just got three months invested in this. I don't love it enough yet to forgive some of the stuff it's done. <laughs> she, I love Emily. She's just blunt. She says, she That's says, funny. she says, this is disgusting, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Oh no. <laughs> she's, oh no. She's, she's a mom. She's a mom with little boys. She's walking oh, yeah. through the house and sees a sock laying in the living room. She, oh, God. she goes over and she's, she's thinking these boys, you know, they're mm -hmm. clean. You know what it's like. You, and we've, oh, we, yeah. We're both boys. Yep. You get the door and everything starts coming off, you know, mm -hmm. when you're a little kid. And she's like, ah, I can't believe they leave their socks everywhere. And she reaches over to pick it up. And about the time she picks it up, she realizes that this was not left there by one of her boys. This was a sock that had gone through that <gasps> three-month-old puppy. 
No. Yes. <laughs> oh, bless her heart. That's you can't wash that off. No. There's not enough water. No. Oh, bless her heart. I. <laughs> Man, available. Yeah, that's where you know when you're trying to give something away and you don't even bother adding no. good home. Just no. you know, free. Come and get it. And then that made sense. This yep. puppy's only been around for three months. I don't love it that much. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac show. And uh, Mark, a couple of minutes ago, got off on a wild tangent about a labradoodle, and. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think I might be on a diet today after that, but I'm not sure. <laughs> well, but it all uh, trust started. Me, you will not pick up a sock on from the floor. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> but it all started with a corgi story because yes. a corgi falls overboard from a yacht in Florida. Yeah, and John Atwood he brought his one year old corgi named Jessica with him when he went to help his mother and stepfather take their 65 foot yacht from Florida to North Carolina for the hurricane season going up the intercoastal or the intracoastal waterway. They were passing under the state uh, road 520 bridge over the Indian River in Brevard County when Atwood noticed Jessica was no longer hanging around at his feet. <laughs> oh, no. He said, uh, when we couldn't locate her, we immediately put two small boats in the water and started canvassing the water to try to find her. But the family couldn't locate Jessica anywhere in the nearby waters. He says that prior to Sunday, she'd never been in the water. So we had oh. no idea if she even knew how to swim. The search continued for more than 24 hours before posts oh. about Jessica's disappearance on social media led to led to this guy, Mr. Atwood, being contacted by a resident in Rockledge. Jessica had apparently swam seven miles to the Rockledge shore and ended up in, the, in a homeowner's backyard. Oh, come on. Atwood said the homeowner who found Jessica refused a $500 reward. And he says, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for caring. Thank you for being kind. And thank you for being compassionate. Wow. Yeah. Seven miles? Yeah. Wow. I'm surprised this isn't the Guinness Book of Records story. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And uh, Mark. I have to tell you that whenever I see an Oregon story now, mm-hmm. I think about how left wing it has become. Oh, gosh, yes. And I think about my my dad, you know, he and a, a number of family members uh, left California back in the day and they, you know, moved up. They ended up outside Portland, you know, and I, I, yeah, you know, it, <laughs> it's there are three places that have been hit with the liberals out of L.A. or, you know, the West Coast that have decided uh, that that California has gone too crazy and they need a better life, so they've gone to Texas, Colorado, and Oregon, mm-hmm. and all along the way they are bringing these states down. Yeah. You know, yeah. And so, anyway, rather than thinking of the Pacific Northwest with a you know an adventuresome soul, you know, kind of thing, I look at it and think, okay, Oregon crash leads to discovery of mm-hmm. what a long abandoned vehicle, yeah, near a highway, yeah. Firefighters in Oregon are searching for clues to an unusual mystery after a car that went off a road landed 
on a moss-covered vehicle that appeared to have been abandoned there for quite some time. <laughs> I think the first tip-off is moss-covered. Yes. <laughs> the Jacksonville Fire Department said the crews responded when a car crashed at the intersection of Highway 238 and Trail, uh, Wagon Trail Road. Firefighters discovered the car had left the road and tumbled into a wooded area. No injuries were reported from the crash. What makes this crash pe- peculiar the fire department says in a Facebook post is that it landed right next to the car that's been down there for quite some time growing moss on it. Does anyone have the history of that older car and when and how it got down there? The post said officials are now attempting to solve the mystery of this abandoned car. Yikes. I, I, I don't know. I, I think if that had happened here in where we are in Alabama, Everybody'd go, oh yeah, that's the Simpsons old car. They just tried, they, they just gave up, you know, they, they slid down there one rainy night and they just decided, oh, I still got the Jeep off, I'll just leave it there, you know? My thing is, don't open the trunk. <laughs> liveradio.fm it is the mark and mac show and we do appreciate you joining us today it's been a fun week and as we head into the weekend i i gotta tell you last saturday remember when we left the show last friday it was hey i know it's gonna be 70 degrees today mm-hmm. but there's snow in the <laughs> forecast tonight yep and it did and it <laughs> did it was so freaky we actually did have snow on the ground yeah we did and yet mark and mike still got together and did <laughs> breakfast and then Got to the thrift store and found out that no, we're closed for snow. <laughs> they were. We there's this wow. guy come, this guy's walking away from the door front door as mm-hmm. we're walking towards it. And he said, There's a sign in the door that says they open at nine or, <laughs> or ten, something like yeah. that. And he said, I he said, I don't understand. And Mike looked at him and said, Oh, it's he and he motioned around with his hands. He spread his hands out and he said, It's all this snow. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was still a lot more snow than I thought we were gonna get. So yeah. there you go. But I you know, Mark, in the back of my head. It was like I was going, well, you know, I don't think it's going to snow, but if it does, I bet it's like 93. <laughs> well, it was yeah, on the anniversary of, of the blizzard of 93. Yes. You know, that was the whole thing. I thought, no way, man. All right. Well, we have a boy on a zip line, which is yeah. always cool to me. I love mm-hmm. stories about zip lines because yeah. they just look awesome to and, me. And I've actually never done a zip line. Neither have I. And they are really, they are everywhere though. I mean, every, yeah. every vacation spot you can go to mm-hmm. now, they have zip lines. And but you know, they have them like over a creek or over like there's one in Georgia, just over the state line between Alabama and Georgia, and it's along a, a river. And you can go on the zip line and it's really cool. You can fall in the river and all that. But there was a girl, a college girl that actually um had a little cut on her leg, you know, like on her thigh or something. Not mm-hmm. a big one, just a little cut. And she went, you know, and did the zip line because it was just a little cut. And it got infected with that that flesh eating virus oh my, thing that's, you know that's yeah. bizarre yeah well it happens more often than you'd think but anyway bless her heart oh, what she got uh, in the water is that what it was yeah oh okay yeah she yeah. got in the she had that little cut but again it was healing and but she went and got in the water it wasn't the zip line uh, that created the problem thinking, but anyway actually wait a minute. wait a minute no actually yeah she cut it on the zip line that was the thing is that what it was oh now i, I remember yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 because yeah and so when she got the little cut with the zip line thing, you know, and landed in the water. Mm, um, didn't think anything of it and right. got sick and died. Oh, but that's, anyway, that's so, sad. And, you know, I, but the, the, speaking of the of out yeah. in the wild and being, you know, and in the water and stuff like that, 
there's the Gatorland in Orlando. That's the, the, the theme park. That's all Gators, right? They mm-hmm. have a zip line. They have these big wooden okay. towers that go up in different places in the park. And this, wow. they have a zip line course that runs from, you know, from one end of the park to the other. And part of it goes over the, uh, <laughs> over the ponds and the swamps where the, wow. the alligators live. You're zip lining in the, through the air over alligator infested lakes. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's, like, no, I don't think so. I'll pass on that. This boy is not going to be gator bait. No, no. But that just shows you that they'll put a zip line in anywhere. <laughs> well, well, in Costa Rica, there's this kid. He's on a zip line at an adventure park. And he had an unexpected wildlife encounter, not with an alligator. He slammed right into a sloth that was climbing along the cable. Oh, wow. A video shared to Instagram by the Go Adventure uh, Arenal Park in La La Fortuna, that's the word, says it shows the young boy is taking the zip line through the rainforest. And uh, the video, which was filmed by a tour guide, captures the moment the boy came to an abrupt stop by colliding with a sloth that's on the line. (laughs) In the video, the boy says, I just clocked him straight in the face. What do I do about the sloth? The, oh. the tour guide tells the boy, ah, just wait. And they stay in place as the sloth makes its way to lower ground. Wow. The owner of the park said the boy and the sloth were both uninjured. The owner says a group of zip liners had just passed through that area moments earlier. So the sloth would have had to had only a short period of time to get where he was on the cable. So, which is hard <laughs> to believe because we've all seen how sloths yeah. move, you know. They don't set any records for speed. That's no, they for sure. Don't. Which is this, which why that scene in Zootopia, the movie Zootopia, is so funny, where they go to the DMV and everybody that works there is a sloth. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, let's try this uh, voiceover for the Mark and Mac show promo. In a world where laughter was king. Uh, no, in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no, in a world? It's not that kind of promo. Oh? Okay. In a land that... No, in a land either. In a time... I don't think so. In a land before time. It's about the Mark and Mac show. They're on the radio. One man. No. When your life is no longer your own. What the... When everything you know is wrong. That's wrong. In an outpost. No. On the edge of space. Space? A girl. No. Two girls. No. Now, no. more than ever. Stop it. A renegade cop. <sighs> A robot renegade cop. You're fired. You're fired. No, you're actually fired. I'm fired. Get out of the booth, Jack. No, I like it in here.